So we are in our third Sunday in the season of Lent, and we're in the midst of a series called Inside Out. And what we mean by this whole concept of Inside Out is so many times during Lent we look at the uh, spiritual disciplines of our faith. Praying, Bible reading, fasting, tithing, you know, the list goes on and on, worshiping together. And the understanding here is that why should we practice a spiritual discipline, take it into who we are, and yet never have any transformation or any growth that can be seen by others? So the things that we do on the inside are things that should be able to be seen on the outside. That's the understanding here. I mean, if, and you've heard me use this illustration already, but if you're about to complete a study on every book of the Bible, and we can look at you and say, you're no different now than when you started. There is no transformation. There's no peace or patience or love that's greater in you now than when you started. I'm not really sure you had a true encounter with the living word of an almighty God if change has not taken place. If you're not a better person today than you were when this happened. That's what a spiritual discipline is supposed to do. It's something that we do on the inside so that the rest of the world can see the love of Jesus Christ that permeated everything about us. It made a difference. And so today we're going to talk about this thing about being thirsty. Spiritual thirst. And what it means. And how it's something that we need to start striving for because... It's how we get inside. And then that inside, when there's something going on, when Christ is on the inside, Christ is going to be able to be seen by all. Right? Well, that's our hope. That's our prayer. That's why we're here today. That's what we're going to talk about. And I hope you brought some water. Because one of the things I found is that if I preach on thirst, everybody gets thirsty. <laughs> so uh, I did tell someone, I'm like, we ought to be selling bottled water for like $10 a bottle right after the service. <laughs> We'd make some money. So there was a small boy who got tucked into bed by his father. They said their prayers, they had their time together. And then five minutes after the little boy had been in bed, he cries out, Dad. And the father replies, What? And the boy says, Dad, I'm thirsty. Can, can you bring me a glass of water? And the dad quickly responds, No, you had your chance. Now it's lights out. Now it's time to go to bed. Five minutes later, Dad, what? And the boy says, Dad, I, I really, I'm really thirsty. 
can I please have a drink of water? And this time the father replied, I told you no. And if you ask again, I'm going to have to spank you. Five minutes go by. Dad, what? And the boy says this time, well, when you come to spank me, will you bring me a glass of water? (laughs) Now, I don't really know the end of this story, but here's what I've kind of come up with in my own mind. I'm sure the boy did not get spanked and that the dad brought him some water, okay? But I want to ask you a question. Have you ever been thirsty? Now, I don't mean just like an average thirst, where a drink of water sounds good after a long walk or after working in the yard on a hot day. I mean really, really thirsty. The kind of thirst where your tongue sticks to the roof of your mouth and you have to peel your lips off of your teeth. All you can do is think about water. Several years ago now, there was a a young Marine corporal named Joey Mora who was standing on a platform of an aircraft carrier that was patrolling the Iranian Sea. Now, what's incredible is, number one, he fell overboard and he survived the fall. But his absence was not known for 36 hours. A search and rescue mission began, but was given up after an additional 24 hours. No one could survive in the sea without even a life jacket for over 60 hours. His parents were notified that he was missing and presumed dead. Now, the rest of the story is one of those truth is stranger than fiction kind of events. I mean, script writers out of Hollywood would pass it up as too unbelievable. But what happened really is remarkable. Four Pakistani fishermen found Joey Mora about 72 hours after he had fallen from the aircraft carrier. He was treading water and clinging to a makeshift flotation device. Do you know how he made it? He used his trousers to trap air, and then he hung on. It was a skill that is is taught in most military courses on survival training, especially survival training at sea. When they found him, he was delirious, and they pulled him into their fishing boat. His tongue was dry and cracked, and his throat was incredibly parched. I mean, can you imagine being thirsty with that kind of thirst and being in a sea of water and not being able to drink any of it? Now, just about two years later, as he spoke on NBC News, he recounted this unbelievable story. And he said, from somewhere deep within him, he had this incredible will to live. He credited God as the one who kept him struggling to survive. When asked if he was afraid that 
he would just drown. He said, no, I never thought about drowning at all. Matter of fact, the only thing I could think of was, man, I could really use a drink of water. Now that's the kind of thirst I'm talking about. Have you ever been thirsty like that? Now, what if I wasn't talking about physical thirst at all? Have you ever thirsted for something besides H2O? You know, we all thirst for something. We thirst to feel love. We thirst to experience joy and happiness in our life. We thirst because we desperately search for meaning and purpose in our lives. My friends, do you realize that when we come to church, when we come to worship, right here, right now, we are surrounded by an ocean of living water. Do you realize it? Do you see it? Do you take advantage of it? I mean, during worship, when we sing, we're quenching our souls. When we listen to the scripture and we hear the sermon, we're hydrating our spirit. So why in the world are people still thirsty? Why in the world are we a people who have a dry soul, yet are surrounded by an ocean of living water? Why do so few drink? from the well that never runs dry. Now, to understand, let's look at physical thirst. And here are a couple of interesting facts about physical thirst. Thirst is something we experience when the pituitary gland secretes two hormones into the body. One causes a physical reaction in the kidneys, and the other causes a more complicated activity of the hypothalamus which sends signals to the salivatory glands to reduce secretions. I mean, just thinking about this makes you thirsty. <laughs> and the other part of this is physical thirst can be very, very dangerous. Dehydration can get you into serious difficulty in a hurry. If you've ever been physically thirsty, then you will be able to connect with what it means to be spiritually thirsty. My friends, when you desire God at the same level that you desire a drink of water because of your physical thirst, I promise you it's at those moments you will find God. Thirst is one of the most spirit, the most powerful spiritual symbols in all of Scripture. We see it a lot in the Psalms. Psalms 42.1, that very famous psalm, you've heard it. As a deer longs for flowing streams, so my soul longs for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. My friends, we've got to capture that kind of spiritual thirst. We have to thirst like that for our relationship with God. Now, here in the fourth chapter of the Gospel of John, Jesus is having a conversation with a woman at the well. 
Note the conversation that she has with Jesus. It's actually the parallel. There's a pattern here. It's parallel and pattern to the conversation that Jesus had with Nicodemus earlier in John's gospel. Did you see that pattern? It's interesting. The pattern's this. Jesus makes a statement. The statement is then understood or taken in the wrong sense. Jesus restates the statement in a more vivid way. It is still misunderstood. And then Jesus compels the person that he, the one speaking, is the one that they need to discover for themselves to understand the truth. All right? Now here's an example. It's like trying to tell someone who's never tasted honey what honey's like. Think for a moment. How would you describe honey to someone who's never had it? Would you say, well, it's a sweet, sticky, syrupy substance? I mean, you could probably say that about many things, right? Have you really described honey at that point? Or... Would it just be easier to say, hey, here's some honey. Try it for yourself. Well, that's exactly what Jesus does. I mean, Jesus invites Nicodemus to be born again. Which doesn't mean as a grown man you go back into your mother's womb. That's where he got kind of confused, right? What did it mean? If you want to be born again, you got to be connected to Jesus. And then Jesus here with the Samaritan woman. To drink of the living waters. What's the living waters? He is the living water. My friends, there are certain truths that are hard to accept. But wouldn't it be better if you experienced that truth for yourself? I mean, I can tell you about Jesus all day long, but have you ever experienced Jesus Christ in your life before? Have you ever experienced Jesus in a personal way? You know, one of the beautiful things about experiencing Jesus is sometimes we are a people that forget so easily. And so we just really need to be reminded So some of you may have not experienced this Jesus this way. Others of you may have, but just need to be reminded about that special connection. I mean, have you ever felt the holy touch of Jesus Christ on your heart? A a touch that you really can't explain, but you know it's from Christ. And it warms you. It makes you feel good. Have you ever heard God call your name? Maybe not in an audible, physical voice, but maybe it was a voice in your mind, a voice calling to you, a voice talking to you that you knew it wasn't your own inner voice. It was the voice of God because the things it was saying to you was better than what you could have thought on your own. 
and it gave you comfort and it told you what you needed to hear. Have you ever felt a love you did not deserve? Have you ever felt the separateness that you have with God? And then all of a sudden you felt God say, I don't measure it by the separateness. I measure it by the love that is here that fills the chasm between you and me. And that Jesus just brings us right in. Have you ever really just gotten lost in worship? Now, I don't mean like you had your bulletin and you can't figure out where you're at. No, I mean like worship was just so powerful and so awesome that day that, you know, you just went, gosh, this is awesome. I can feel the presence of God in my life. This is wonderful. Have you ever truly experienced the presence of Jesus Christ in your life? My friends, we're all thirsty. But here's one of the problems we have is we're always trying to quench our thirst with the stuff of the world. And there's another problem with that is that we can actually drink the stuff of the world and for just a little bit, we can feel refreshed. But once it wears off, we find ourselves thirsty. And this time, we're even more thirsty. I I want you to hear this. Many times we aren't drinking from the faucet. We're sucking from the drain, okay? And we think it's okay. And we think that's the way it ought to be. And it's not. We have a living source of water from a living God that is always available to us. And yet we don't make ourselves available to that source of sustenance and goodness and love and grace. You know, there's an advertisement. It's uh, promoting a certain product, and I'm sure you'll know it. This commercial features an actor named Jonathan Goldsmith. And the character that he pro- uh, portrays in the commercial is the most interesting man in the world. Now, at the end of each of the commercials, he he has a catch line, right? He says the same thing. You remember what that is, right? He looks at the camera and he says, stay thirsty, my friends, right? Well, I'm here today to tell you the same thing. Stay thirsty. Stay thirsty for Jesus Christ. Again, Psalm 63, 1 says, God, my soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Are you thirsty today? Again, you're in an ocean of living water. While you're here, Drink deep. Feel the love. Feel the grace. Feel the presence of Jesus Christ. 
And every word that's spoken today and every handshake that you have and every hug you participate in and every joke that you share and that you laugh at and every tear that you cry with a brother or a sister who's hurting, that's Jesus Christ right there in your midst. And so many times we have these encounters throughout our life and we don't acknowledge that it is Jesus right there. I think Jesus is calling right now. Did you hear it? <laughs> Thirst no more is what Christ is saying. Thank you, whoever did that. It's perfect. <laughs> Come to Jesus and drink and drink deeply. And you will be filled to the point of overflowing. So my friends, stay thirsty.